0: Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I am joined via via the internet with Joe748 and our special guest, Burning Down the House. How's it going, Burning Down the House?
1: Yo, going well. Just uh, live from the home, trying not to burn this one down too, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joe748?
2: How are you doing? good good we just got back from vegas
0: we did and the the irony is the three of us were hanging out just a few days ago but uh the timing didn't work out to sit down and record a podcast partly because when they give you good ev you you just don't pass it up right
1: yeah yeah that's right what was it the uh the morning we were supposed to record this podcast i texted joe and i was like dude I'm literally at this casino right now. And they think I'm somebody else. They think I'm a local. They're like, you're sure you don't want to use your player's card? I was like, oh, you know what? It's just, it's, it's been going bad. I'll, I'll give it to you at the end of the session or probably didn't call it a session. But anyways, they were just letting me play and play and play. So I played till right up to like a few hours before our podcast was. And I was like, dude, explain the situation. I was like, there's, there's no way I'm making this podcast. So I was like, I need some sleep. Yeah, so you definitely got to get in the hours when you can, but I'm glad I did, and uh, this seems to be uh, just equally as good. Oh,
2: yeah. How many how many hours did you get?
1: Uh, well, this trip uh, to Vegas was um, divided between being there with uh, my brother was in town, and uh, two other friends were in town, and it was their birthday. It was actually... Uh, uh, close to my birthday too so we were like hanging out seeing Cirque du Soleil shows and different things but even with that going on I got in 31 hours nice and <sighs> yeah. if, if
0: there's if there's anyone that understands getting the EV when they let you uh I would say Joe and I get it so I was like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that could be like you know if they're at a good game letting you play all night that you could spend two weeks trying to get that much EV at times
1: yeah so. it's yeah especially this place I've been definitely backed off like an (laughs) uncountable amount of times and and i had a table to myself and high limit on a really good double deck game so i was like man i just this is this is most important right now so
0: absolutely that's right providing for the family and we appreciate you taking some time now that you're back home to talk with us (laughs) talk shop but uh thanks for having me yeah so we talked with you what what was it uh Less than a year ago, right? Sometime, okay. <laughs> we'll seems say like sometime. ten years.
1: Seems like ten years gone.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know when it was. Maybe maybe it was have a to year say ago. About
1: a year, I guess. Yeah.
0: Maybe about a year. And uh, you know, the the time flew by, but yeah. but we wanted to hear, you know, how things were going. Can you give for for those who didn't listen to it, maybe a just a real short recap of what your first year of advanced play was like.
1: Sure. Well, uh, we'll call first year being like 2020 post, uh, pandemic right around June. June 1st is like exactly when I started, I would consider, uh, high stakes, full-time card counting, uh, 2019 January of 2019 is when I actually started, but it was lower stakes, definitely over betting my bankroll. I started with about uh, dedicated to, to AP uh, specifically card counting about three grand, And, uh, ran it up quite a bit and just kind of slowly lost the rest of the year, but ended up up still, like, I think like 30 or 40 grand for 2019. Then, you know, COVID hit and I, I, planned on getting like my real estate license and doing all that, but then COVID hit. And so 2020 June 1st is when I started high stakes, uh, hit the road with the family and, uh, for the first five months, well, I had one good run in Vegas actually in June, came up like 50 K on that first trip. Um, and, uh, then hit the road with the family and pretty much the whole five months, I got in 475 hours and the whole five months just broke even, but I swung down 30 grand twice while on the road with the family, living out of the van with the baby, the dog and the wife. And, uh, it was so stressful and, uh, you know, uh, fresh off that, I think I hit the, uh, hit the podcast and i just got on like a like a straight up shot of like 80 grand Mm -hmm. um right after that but even then i was still like only half of where i should have been for Mm -hmm. i I was 50 percent less of my ev based on where my av was so i remember last time before we did the podcast and like showing joe the (laughs) my chart he was like uh this is really bad (laughs) and he was just (laughs) like are you sure your game's good? I'm like, dude, I was tested out by Nichols, uh, uh, in a controlled setting, uh, pretty extensively on on six deck and double deck, passed, and uh, was tested out in a live casino by MPS. So actually, we linked up, and he he was like, yeah, no, it's your game. Uh, I mean, it's not your game. Your game's good. Uh, so, but now I've just been on like a winning streak for. Say eight months now, and I'm actually only like fifty thousand below EV.
0: So, so that's you know part of why I was interested in in touching base. Um, and real quick, for those who don't know, EV and AV. EV that's expected value. That's what you know. In a if if every hand you want exactly the mathematical expectation, that would that would be EV. And AV is your actual value. So, you know, you might play an hour of blackjack that's worth in theory, 200 bucks an hour, it'd be $200 EV, but you're not going to win 200 bucks. You're going to like win or lose probably a few thousand dollars in that hour. So after, when we interviewed you, which you'd been playing for like full time for maybe like a year and change something like that, or uh, maybe it was a little less than a year. I don't know, whatever it was you were, you'd, you'd made six figures, but your, your results were, well below where they should have been, and you know we always want to be humble about it. be like, yeah, what what's what's going on here, um, sure. and then and then you post something to the forum that's like your 2021 recap, and I was like, holy crap, you yeah, know, uh, the last year has gone a lot better for you. Um, yeah,
1: this year is even in the last two months. I'm up seventy six thousand dollars.
0: Well, that's that's nice.
1: That's in, in, in January and February alone. So yeah, for, yeah. For, for career right now, um, I'm like fifty thousand dollars below uh EV, but my career since June first of twenty twenty, I'm at like three eighty one or yeah, three three hundred and eighty one thousand.
0: Is is your your prof your actual your AV. My
1: actual value, yeah. All right, since, well
0: yeah, since June first of of twenty twenty. So I want to talk about that what the last year has been like, but also just hear some more stories because it's yeah. fun fun hearing your stories about uh, that that pandemic year on the road will will be good to hear hear more um, yeah. So th- I guess just to start it off, does your wife still travel with you everywhere?
1: Uh, so now uh, it's kind of uh, now with a with a grander view of things and not just kind of going on the road and living on the road. Now it's kind of like, I've got it scheduled out to be a little more predictable and kind of the family can expect stuff and I can plan it better. But I do two trips a month. So I do two seven day trips a month. Uh, The first trip is I just go by myself and I usually like live out of a rental car. And just hit everything as hard as I can once I get backed off or burnt out in the market. I'll even drive like eight hours to another place, sleep in the car like the whole time. I might get a hotel room like once and just just to refresh and shower. But I'm going like psychopathic, like balls to the wall, grinding the first week. And then the next week, it'll be a place with the family uh, uh, where it's like split time between vacation and also Card County. So that And the goal is to always get in 100 hours a month. So, uh, so yeah, the first week is just like, (laughs) but you know, brink of going insane. And then the second one is actually like a vacation place you want to go. We're timing it now. So it's like Southern States in the Southern States in the winter and, uh, in Northern States, uh, in the summer, uh, just to kind of, you know, keep, keep the weather, uh, enjoyable. will we'll reverse
0: that, uh, for the live podcast. So the casinos don't know where you're going to be.
1: <laughs> oh okay there we go well hopefully they don't know who burning down the house is yeah uh, hopefully hopefully they don't attach my my profile to my name
2: what uh areas or town or towns parts of the country are you are you guys not going on vacation where you're like no nope, this is probably not going to be a good vacation spot and i'm just gonna work this one.
1: uh let's see uh where i'm going next uh, <laughs> uh that i just actually decided Maybe right before we say. jumped on the steam calls looking at the map and i was like uh ah, Oh, let's just say, let's just say it's a, it's, it's dirty (laughs) south. It's the dirty south. I don't know. Other than that, there's, we've gone to, I mean, the family still likes to go to Vegas, you know, we have a little fun there, but I mean, more and more, I I just, I'm going to start calling it what my friend's dad calls it lost wages, (laughs) lost wages, Nevada. It's just like, I feel like more and more I go there. I'm just like, ugh. It's just like, it just, I just feel like the griminess and the pretense of it, of, of, of just like, uh, the larger than life thing. And then really, it's just kind of like this weird little city in the middle of nowhere that just robs people. It is
2: so weird. Speaking of that town, you, uh, I want to go back to where er, earlier this week, when you played in Vegas, when you told me the amount of hours that you played at this particular property, A, which one you've been backed off of multiple times and B. When you told me the name of the property, I was so shocked because that place is notoriously smart, sweaty. Like I know. I, I would have not have thought you've gone that many hours. So like how do you why do you think that happened? And it also just just goes to show you just never know what they're gonna do.
1: To be honest, this time I have no I I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. That's why I just stayed there and grind, even though I knew I was like that. I was like, yeah, that podcast is right, not happening. I was like, but this is crazy. They literally, like, multiple pit bosses came in and they're like, You're sure you don't want to use your card? I was like, Yeah. I was like, guys, I'll use it when I want to. They were like, Oh <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> like it, it was, I have no idea. They they wow. I think they literally just thought I was somebody. And then I I mean, I wasn't, I didn't come up anything crazy. Uh I think like near the last few shoes is where I came up the most. But I mean, the, I ended the session up like 7K. So, but there was another time where I do have something to attribute, attribute it to. It was my bedding cover. And I came in dressed real nice, went into high limit and, uh, and, and, and had kind of a lack of a spread you know, was going maybe to two spots when the count went negative and when I knew I was being watched, like when the pit boss was actively counting me down, going to one spot when it went to like a true one or two. So they were like, huh, I just did a few things like that. And I wasn't really spreading till it got like a really high count, but I ran the numbers uh, actually on, on BJA software. And, uh, it was still like the four to $500 in EV an hour. Uh, and, uh, and I got uh, I want to say like a 20 hour session in the high limit room doing that. Well, and then when they backed me off, they were like, it took us a while to figure out what you were doing, but we got it now. No more blackjack. And it was like a, they were almost like, good job. But like, and I, was, I, was up, I had taken 23,000 actually on that. Yes. session. So, but that one, I knew that that was attributed to that. This time they, they literally just thought I was somebody else. So they were like, this guy's not a threat. We know him. And they were like, everyone was like being buddy-buddy with me. I was like, damn, this guy's, whoever they think I am is freaking." probably lost a lot of money here.
0: <laughs> that guy's going to come in next time and get backed off when he sits down because of you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit, he totally is. Oh my God.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you're still playing 20, 20 plus hour sessions. Oh man. yeah,
1: I try to, man. It's so weird because I even think like it's over sometimes and then it's not. But then the one casino I did tell you guys about that I have gotten the most hours in 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 Vegas. It's so funny, right? When I saw you guys, because, you know, we just met up to say hi real quick at the uh, BJA house. That night I went to that casino and I played two hours and they backed me off for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. You never know.
0: No. So uh, how does your mom feel about
1: what you're doing now?
0: I remember before uh, she she wanted you to stop.
1: She still doesn't like it based on, you know, the amount of money that you carry around and stuff like that. She's, she's like, all moms worry, but my mom is like, like even, she's like three standard deviations, (laughs) like worry, like worry mom. Uh, But, uh, but she's still worried about the cash and stuff like that. But you know, she's, she's, she's very, uh, proud and, uh, you know, uh, that, that I figured this thing out and that I'm doing it and that I'm successful at it. So
0: just seven, four, eight. And I can relate to the worrying parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad was sure I was going to get buried in a shallow grave in Vegas.
1: And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some people still want to do that to us. I was at a, I was at a casino on, on Fremont, uh, two trips to go to Vegas and, and the, whether he's jealous or burnt out or just takes his Fake uh, authority too seriously. The one of the security officers when they were trespassing me, he told he straight up said to me, "I wish it was still like the old days when the when when the mob owned it and we could take you out to the we could take you out to the desert and kill you." Oh Whoa, gosh. he said wow. verbatim. That's what Jeez. he said to me. I was like, "Are you?" I was like, "What?" It's
2: those times I like, wish yeah, you had audio recording going the whole time.
1: Yeah, he was like, "Yeah." I was like. <laughs> whoa dude you've got issues (laughs) yeah but yeah so i mean like
0: i'm trying to wrap my head around where he's coming from you know it it's just it's just not rational that you're you're trying to win and so he he wishes that he could kill you because you you want to win
1: dude i got a few guesses (laughs) for one i probably had a third of his salary in my pocket yeah like dude sucks to be you bro yeah i
2: like,
1: keep talking about like wanting to kill me it's like it's just like whatever man you know and it's funny because it's like you do it then it's not easy yeah you know you want to just there's people like that in life they just they want to act like they want to get jealous or get angry or get violent with people because they're just mad at themselves but it's like it's not it's not an easy thing you know like no. all of us that this is so hard and it's like when yeah when you have a winning session or this or that you know like like, I've had sessions where I lost 30 grand and got backed off and had to walk away. Like, could that guy tolerate that? No, he'd probably no. be f- crying in a fetal position. Shut up. You think your little comment scares me? Oh. You're afraid of yourself, dude. Save it for someone else. Boom. i just kidding.
2: Anyway. Did you happen to have, like, a huge upswing right before that that happened?
1: I was down, like, 3K. It wasn't big, but it wasn't should session. It was like, I know. But it's just like, it's, you know, I don't. I don't know what it is. Yeah, on top of it, you know, you got the guy that wants the position of authority and it's like, it reminds me of that that movie with Seth Rogen where he's like the mall cop and he he fails the test to become a cop because he's like super violent.
0: What was his, had he been watching you for hours and they like finally figured it out or?
1: Maybe something like that, yeah. I had been told before, you know, if I'd gone back to this place that I'd be trespassed, but I'd never seen this guy before. But I just figured, you know, that's it was the closest best game. And I didn't I didn't really care at that point. I figured I'd probably get trespassed.
0: Yeah. Man, it's like going zero to a hundred. So you know, (laughs) something, something about Mm -hmm. I just try to wrap my brain around it. Something about it made him feel insecure or shame or some like you don't say, I wish I could kill you. Just because the competition is is trying to win, there's there's something really weird there.
1: For the record, it was a session where I did not tell anybody to eat my ass.
0: Oh, you know <laughs> what? You've grown. You...
1: <laughs> uh, not that not that that would you know constitute uh, a a murder threat, but you know.
0: Yeah, it's like that escalated quickly. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's like the road rate road ragers are, you know uh, my. I don't know. Family member was talking about that some road rager was like flashing his gun at him. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just trying. I'm I'm trying to wrap my brain around. Hey, you drove in front of me, so I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make it make any sense. But whatever. I I probably gotta get over it. I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to understand humanity here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's probably there's probably uh, not a very strong propensity of of rationality. Amongst our kind, our race. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're trying to make uh, EV-based decisions, and the rest of the world is 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 not. But uh, so, what else? You know, you had that first year. Did did anything change in your approach uh, from when we last talked to you know? We'll say the last year, year and change.
1: Yeah. You know, it's really, it's, you know, Joe talks about it a lot too, but it's, it's been really a decision of, okay, before I go on a trip, I'm like, that's, I don't care what it is. It's the highest EV choice is what I'm going to make centering mostly around um, pen rounds per hour and lack of cover. And I've, I've still been getting a ton of backoffs, but I just leave right away, you know, and, and uh, I'd rather I've completely made up my mind because sometimes I would do betting cover and stuff like that. It's like maybe it bought me some time. Maybe it didn't. But now I'm just like, I don't I don't care. It's like balls of the wall, play as fast as I possibly can get the dealer to try to go as fast as I can move on, go to the next property immediately. Uh, it's been a practice and all around trying to be as efficient as possible. You know, with, with rounds per hour, with places to play, with, with uh, lack of cover.
2: What what was the kind of betting cover that you've now sort of ditched that you were doing before?
1: Well, this this betting cover did get me the 20-plus hours in that one casino I told you about in High Limit, and I took like 23 grand. In Vegas. The spread that I usually use on, on, on good double-deck games will be one spot of 100, um, obviously—well— if it's, a, if it's a $25 table, one spot of $25, you know, and then for every true count, I'll do two spots of that true count, like up to six or $700. But this spread that I was using there um, in the high limit, I was using just black and purple chips. So it doesn't look like much at all. So it's always just either one one spot of a black chip or two spots of a black chip or two spots of a purple chip. So there's never any towering or anything. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like much. It's just like a change in color every now and then. And what I would do is at a at a true uh, one, I would just do true one through three. I would do two spots of, of of black and then true four and above two spots of purple. And I would switch up going between one and two hands anywhere from from a true one or true zero to true three i would go i would fluctuate one to two spots to discoordinate with negative and neutral counts so that would be enough to throw them off but it was only a very small hit in ev because you know especially on a good double deck game you're playing with like less than a half percentage point so like you know with one 100 so then you're it's like it's less than 50 cents you know what I mean? To, to, to bet $100 in that count. I know what you mean. So yeah, so, so I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter. And then every now and then, when it, when it would open up, I would even go one spot of a purple. So it literally just looked like I would be gambling. And then if I won, I would leave it out there. I would progressive bet with a purple. And then once I lost it, you know, I wouldn't press with a purple. I would just do one. If I lost that purple in the grand scheme of things, that's $2.50 at a zero.
0: These are the kind of cover plays, you know, one, you got to have the bankroll for it. And if, if someone has a, you know, smaller bankroll, they can't, they probably can't afford these kind of cover plays. But the other is you You ran the numbers on it.
1: I had 50 K with me when I was doing this.
0: Yeah. But, and
1: you had an even bigger yeah. bankroll to back it up, you know, as oh, far as. The oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. with me, like on me. Yep. So, so yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good point to make. People shouldn't be trying to play this kind of way if they don't, if they have like 10 or 20 grand, I wouldn't advise it. Uh, And if they
0: haven't run the numbers, because yeah, it'll work on the right game. Otherwise, you know, there, I think there's a lot of people that, that don't understand when you can do this stuff. And, and so I'm just trying to emphasize for those people. Don't, don't say burning down the house said bet purple off the top, you know, run the numbers, make sure you know what you're getting into.
1: So I told, I told somebody like in in our Midwest meetup group about it and he went to the same casino and did it. He's like, this is driving me crazy. He's like, like, it was going well, now it's not. He was like, "Like, how many times do I have to open up with the purple chip? And I was like, wait, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you do it every time, right? I was like, no, don't no, open. No. He was opening every new shoe with one no. purple. I was like, dude, no. Oh, I was no. like, that's literally only when someone is watching you and you end it in a really high count. You know what I mean? Like, Open yeah. up with one purple, and like if they're watching you, You know, and and then, you know, if it does the trick, even if it doesn't and you lose that purple, like, go back down to what the count calls for, you know, like, yeah, he was opening every I was like, Oh, shit, dude. Like, that can add up, man. Like, then he was like, Oh, I was like, yes, that might have been my
2: fault.
0: It's like the blackjack equivalent of bluffing every hand, you know? Like right, oh, yeah. oh, okay. To be a poker pro, you gotta you gotta bluff. Okay, I'll just bluff every hand. <laughs> you know, like you gotta know when when to use it. It's it's an exception to the rule, not not the rule or you're gonna you're gonna go bust.
1: Yeah, maybe I didn't explain it well enough. But uh, but yeah, that was the kind of cover that I would be playing with. It, of course, in the moment, if you run bad and you keep losing your like, cover bets, it can really add up and it, and it feels shitty. But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, if you have the bankroll and you're calculating it and you're keeping track of it, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't cost me too much to do that. It can feel like a lot sometimes if you have a really shitty session. But I decided not to do that anymore because I, I decided I would rather just know if they're watching me anyways, too. So like, if they're going to kick me out, kick me out so I can move on instead of then getting caught up in the cover. And then you might be like, well, maybe I just won't spread right now because I think they are watching me. You get caught up in all this shit and you just end up like, I think developing bad technique and bad habits and you end it. It's like the fear creeps in. And I've decided just to be like, there's no fear. Kick me out. I don't care. Like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm here to freaking clobber you guys. So... And that's been working very well, you know, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with things are running pretty well for me as well right now. But like, it has just been, you know, I have been consciously trying to be as efficient and positive EV as possible. So
2: you're still also getting in a lot of hours. You're playing more aggressively, like from what you told yeah. me, oh, yeah. some monster yeah. session, even like, places that have been letting you play for like a week on end straight and stuff like that with zero cover
1: so my last session of vegas i was at palace station which we all know is super sweaty and i usually get five to 15 minutes in at tops before the back off so i was there spreading like uh, one spot of 100 to two spots of 600 and i woke up the morning that we were leaving our flight literally says doors close at 11 a.m 11 a.m and so my wife and kid are still sleeping i sneak out of the hotel room i'm like i have an hour and a half to play all right let me go i, I end up at palace station in the first half hour so for my trip i was up like sixteen thousand. in the first half hour i lost eight thousand dollars in the first half hour and i have like an hour left I was like shit and uh i was like i called my wife i'm like what other flights are there we're not i'm not leaving like this i'm not i'm not leaving vegas like this like especially after i put in like 30 hours to make 16 grand i'm not losing half of it in a half hour and then leaving so this is also along the lines of like playing with no cover so all of a sudden in the the pit boss there was just like you'll get it back you'll get it back Blah 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 i'm like i cannot believe i'm not getting backed off now i end up playing we're we're kind of like we're just gonna miss our flight, I guess. In the last two shoes, I get monster counts. The very last shoe, I split tens with six hundred dollars on each wager. I get two soft twenty one double downs against the six. Double both of them. Everyone's just like, you know, sometimes you gotta gamble. Like the pit boss is telling me this. The dealer is I was like, how do you guys not suspect me of card counting right now? Win everything. I look down, the shoe ends. I wait for the next shoe. After a few hands, it plummets to like a running negative six. I look down and I'm only down $200. I grab all my chips. I run. I freaking cash out. I'm not going to say how I cashed out, but I cashed out. uh, Got got all the cash Run, jump in the car, get my wife. She's got all the stuff down from the hotel. We get, everything just is like working just barely. Like we almost missed the ride from the rental car oh down gosh. to the airport. We get to the airport. They almost check one of our bags. They like grab our bag and then just like put it back. And we're like, oh shit, we go. We get to the gate at 1130. <laughs> A minute to spare.
0: <laughs> you could have played one more, one more hand.
1: Yeah, if I played one more hand if i hesitate if they pulled that bag like every i was like and that is such like so symbolic of what vegas always is for me it's like just barely the last minute always full of stress always barely making it like <laughs> this is so funny but like i originally brought that up because it, it like i played with no cover there at all then i played the, it ended up being a two and a half hour session wow nice at Palace Station. At <laughs> like <laughs> what crazy you never know. I, I could swear the last 10 logs I've had of that place have not, none of them have gone over 30 minutes without wow. getting backed off.
2: Yeah. It just, from all the stories I've heard, as well as my own experience, it's just, you just don't know what they're going to do. And that's why I always just hammer away despite yeah. what has happened in the past. And
1: I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've come to understand back-offs and getting time in is variance, And the only yes. way to overcome it is by getting in hours. And that's the thing because you'll be backed off from a place like 10 times in a row in five minutes and then go back the 11th time and play a 20 hour session and win like, uh-huh. it's like 20 grand. It's, it's just, you never know. The only way to, to overcome the variance of, of backoffs and all, getting in hours is getting in tons of hours, cranking away and like doing it. But you know, it's yeah. like, that doesn't mean it's easy. It's, it's so stressful, but.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it takes a certain personality. That can handle the 10 back, the five-minute sessions to then have the 11th with 20 hours. And for some people, it's just too draining, you
1: know? Well, I have to be honest, too, because I'll, I'll tell you right now, the day before, I don't know what it was. I didn't lose a terrible amount, but there's a game with a not-so-good double deck in Vegas. I was playing it. It was my first session of the day. I just was, like, losing and losing and losing, and... I was so tired. I got like four hours of sleep the night before. And I've just, you know, I've just been grinding and grinding and spending time between hanging out with friends and grinding and grinding. I I got so pissed off. I got so mad. I was down only 3,500 in the session. It was a 15 minute session though. I walked up in the middle of the high count, left. I was so mad and I threw my phone and broke my phone. Oh no. Like, dude, like that's, I don't like, I don't handle it well. I just make myself do it. Like, so when people are like, Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm like, I, I could say that about myself too, but I just keep going back and doing it. And it doesn't mean it's easy for me. Like I don't handle the swings relatively easy. And like, I, you know, the, the, the hours do get to me, but if you dedicate your time to it and you do it, you know, I mean, I try to do mindful things and focus on like clearing out the stress, but you know, that came out of nowhere. I still don't know where that came from. I haven't gotten that mad about a session in a, like a really long time. I just want to say that too, because being in it and like who I am, like I, I feel like everyone's like, it takes a certain kind of a person, but like I'm, I'm so terrible at this sometimes, at like dealing with it.
0: Yeah, so I'm not saying that it's, it's easy for either of you guys to play that way. I'm saying there are some people that I, I just don't think can handle it. Um, and I think that's okay. And our approach was always a bit more of the maximizer, pretty heavily maximizer. I think you guys kind of poured gasoline on that, have poured gasoline on that fire with, <laughs> with your approach. Um, and it, you know, the proof is in in the results. Uh, but I think some people they'll just like get like basically. Pack it up after the 10th, five minute back off, and not push for the 11th. I think there's a unique thing about about you guys. That's my first point. My second point is neither of you had the goal of doing this forever. Someone was telling me, someone was like kind of ripping on, I don't know, blackjack apprenticeship and a little bit like what we teach, which I feel like is a little bit unfair. And I've always said, oh, yeah, you got to figure out how aggressive you want to be. But the way that I've seen the people make the most money tends to be with this really aggressive approach. But when I got into it and was super aggressive, I knew I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't trying to do this for 40 years. I was trying to say like, how do I get as much money at casinos as quickly as possible? And then, you know, flip it into something else. And uh, it seems like that's that's still your goal. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, it is. That's the approach, I think, because of the goal to take as, as much money as I can, as, as much as my bankroll is willing to allow and and uh hopefully just take that bankroll into other aspects of my uh money-making life you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh, still refer to it and think of it as my bankroll there will definitely be skills i take from 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 card counting as far as maybe risk management you know like uh ev um Mm -hmm you know, like now investing in real estate, it's like, I know my bank role and I, I I know how to protect my role and, you know, things like that. But it's, yeah, as far as my approach for casinos, you know, it's 90% maximizing, you know, but the, you know, everything's circumstantial. There may be that one time where I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm just like, shit, this is the last one. Let me just see what I can do, you know, in this time to get some time. And so I'm not just stranded here. And, you know, there are circumstances where you might tone it down, but but for sure I'm almost always going for the most EV and the hardest I can go possible really. And, and but the, it's weird that someone like brags on BJA, cause there's, you know, uh, there's a lot of people, it's Scott cow, you know, he, yep. he's, you know, and he does this thing. It's weird. He like, he maximizes, uh, his approach to, uh, optimizing. <laughs> 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 like yeah, yeah. It was a very, his podcast was super interesting. He seems like a super interesting guy too. Yeah, to to it, you know what I mean. There's so many walks of like life, personality-wise, and 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 playing approach-wise on BJA, So it's kind of weird that yeah. people try to
0: pigeonhole it. Some some of those people they're they're not a part of the community, so it, it's maybe a caricature from the outside. And like Scott Scott Chow, he, he he wasn't willing to put his podcast public, and so only members can hear it. But, uh, you know, yeah, there, there, there definitely are different approaches and there's more approaches that we can't even tell the story of because those people aren't ready to <laughs> to voice it. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of truth to, you know, like you, you're, both of your guys' results, the church team results are not uh, coincidental that when you you maximize, yeah, you're going to have a lot of bumps in the road, but uh, yeah. you're you're not going to leave a lot of money on the table.
2: Right. So you told us in Vegas that you were playing somewhere internationally and, and they were just letting you play for a while. You don't have to say that where it was, but how did you know that this place a had a game and B, did you have any hint that it was tolerable or did you just go and just say, Hey, let's just see what happened.
1: So I went there for the first time, uh, still 2020. I think so. Uh, and, and it was actually as a vacation with some, with some friends. And I actually just brought like 10 K just cause I was like, Oh, there's some casinos here. Like I'll just bring 10k and see what happens. Like in between drinking and hanging out with the friends, and and I went there. I, I hit some good variants, and then I was spreading one spot of 25 to two spots of a thousand with only 10 grand with me. It was just like it was just like crushing them, and they were just letting me play. And I was like, "What? This is crazy!" Just like letting me play and play and play. And uh, I so I was just like, I felt so comfortable. I was like, "Let me just test the waters." And I got a player's card made. And then I started getting comps, like crazy, like food comps and all this stuff, just spreading one spot of 25 to two spots of a thousand.
0: You didn't start out with going to two spots a thousand with 10K, or did you?
1: I don't remember. I I, I might have, because I was like, I was it's like, like, to, I was like <laughs> it was kind of liberating too, because I was like, I only brought 10K, I'm going to lose this. So I was like, I was already like ready to lose it. So I was like, okay, let me just see like, what this place is like and i was just having so much fun with my friends that like literally i probably went to the blackjack table like already like three or four cocktails deep and like showed my friend like look he didn't even know i'm like look this is card counting you know and just like showing and then just winning like crazy and he's like this is awesome i was like it's not like this at all yeah like you're just you are seeing like not normal like sessions (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I played like 10 hours and like while I was there and, and won like 19 K and, uh, and then I came back on a more serious trip and just played rated and, 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 uh, that trip, I lost (laughs) $30,000 and I was And your friend
0: wasn't there to see that.
1: (laughs) He wasn't there to see that. No, my wife wasn't even there. I went back by myself and, uh, that's, that sucked, but I ended up swinging back up like 16 K. So I was like the trip I only lost in the end somewhere around like i don't know it was like between 20 or 15 grand and they i i think honestly that that trip where i lost the 30k and they saw me playing i probably played like 70 hours in seven days and they were probably like this guy's a degenerate and they like felt bad for me because they saw me lose a ton of money like more than what you know people there usually play and they were just like whoa and it wasn't like the states like you know they weren't it seemed like they actually genuinely cared they were like damn that's a lot of money but then the last trip which is probably about my fourth or fifth trip there i won 41k after like like 60 hours i played 70 hours total but like after 60 hours i was up like 41k and they started cutting out uh two decks it was a six deck game so still beatable but really shitty (laughs) but you know. But they did start doing that. Um, I guess they realized that I had made my money back plus some. <laughs> for,
2: that took like, what, four or five weeks to get to countermeasure of cutting off a little bit more?
1: Like if you conjoined all the trips yeah, like, yeah. end to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and now I still have enough comps to like, they have a really nice resort there and I can stay there for free for like five nights. So I'm just going to go down there with the family as a vacation and then... We'll see if they still cut two out on me, but it was the only casino that actually, that hadn't cut two decks out on me. So the other ones that I'd tried before started doing that. It's like, they realized that, I don't know if I was counting cards or if just that I was like betting big and I didn't seem to be like a shitty player. I don't know how they decided, but.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's like the mildest thing. It it doesn't really hurt if someone's up tens of thousands, it doesn't hurt to cut. Cut more off, you know, unless they're slowing down the game for other other players enough, but yeah. just, they didn't know what to do and started with that
1: yeah and you, and you know what there's a it, there's a difference there too when they like when they do that to you here, they treat you like you're a piece of shit, mm. and they're like you know you feel like a an attitude shift or like a like like you're stealing from them this place. it was literally like like no drama, no issues. they just started doing that, so like that was also appreciated too. But. Oh, that's awesome.
0: I want to read this quote because it just it just reminded me of it. And I have it, I have it written down on my computer in front of me. This is uh Ken Houston from Million Dollar Blackjack, which I've been reading through recently. And uh it was during it was when Atlantic City had like there's this experiment where they have to let card counters play. And so he, he's he says, I wonder if blackjack could ever be like this universally, where skill will be respected instead of feared where a competent player wouldn't feel like a quasi criminal.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just thought that was a great quote cuz like yeah. every card counter can relate to that. Like why are you oh, treating yeah. me like a criminal because I'm playing with skill and uh it sounds like that place didn't treat you like a criminal because you were skilled.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is it, man. It's it's like okay, cool, you know. But I I I will say that I I kept track of all my tips. And uh on that last I tipped a thousand dollars while I was there on this last trip when I made forty-one. I just, you know, it's just like there's a lot of poverty there too. They're just all like, I don't know, everyone's really, really nice. And they like brought me like home recipes of like drinks and foods that they made and they're just wow. I was just like, I don't know, man. I just I, I appreciated that they let me play for so long and that they did that and i could have af- i that's all that's a lot of money but like i could afford it and i still don't regret doing that it felt good If it, it felt right to me to be honest
0: but well you you probably any idea how much you generate on the trip 20 grand
1: oh yeah ev yeah. was probably about 20 yeah 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 so yeah. that's still a 5% tip
0: yeah i mean I, I i yeah of course we're at the tables to to make money not to you know give it back to the casino, but I, I appreciate the human aspect, you know, like at the end of the day, it's a personal
1: choice. You could say, no, I'm tipping zero or, you know, you can, you can say uh, this is the amount I'm willing to tip. I've tipped 20% for shitty food before, (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you know know what I mean? Like I can't afford to, to, to tip like 5% on my trip EV when I made double my trip EV for people that treat me respectfully and let me Mm -hmm. play there and, a dealer that was dealing me 260 rounds per hour.
0: And and a place where, where the money, you know, there, it's not like rich entitled. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I I still feel good about doing that, you know, but you know, being mindful of it for sure. You definitely want to be mindful if you're going to be tipping and, you know, like anything else, be responsible with your budgeting, but I'm not anybody's father, but my kids and he's not going to be tipping anyone anytime (laughs) soon. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know,
0: it, it worked into your business plan. That's why I tell people, you know, tipping, yes. cover play, work it into your business plan. The the worst thing is where people don't. And then, you know, they go bust because they didn't run the numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, internationally, I've had way better treatment than here in the States. That's for mm. sure. Like way more polite with the backoffs and countermeasures. But you're also somewhere else internationally that wasn't so nice to you.
1: Oh, right. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He told me he said go fuck yourself, have a nice day.
0: So, like, I mean, half nice.
1: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that was sweet." It's like So how did you that escalate? He couldn't help but be nice. Uh well, obviously I just won. That's how it escalated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they were like, "You're not supposed to win here." Basically, that's honestly what it was. But yeah, so the day before, I had gone in there and uh the table Max was two spots of, uh, or just three hundred, and I was playing. You could only play two spots, and I uh, <clears throat> think I was just maxing out at like a true three. So I put out two spots of three hundred, and it just stayed there the whole shoe. It went all the way up to like a true seven or something, and just kind of stayed there after like two decks or so. And <laughs> I mean, their highest chip was black chips. They restocked the chip tray three times before the end of the six deck mm-hmm. shoe. <laughs> three and it was like 80 it was like 8500 that i took in one shoe and it was like the second shoe it's the second yeah. shoe that, that i played there so and i was just looking around and i was just like everyone was just like looking at me like all the patrons like and the pit bosses and i'm just like got all these black chips in front of me and i was like well then i guess i'll i'll be leaving now <laughs> <laughs> and uh and they brought poker trays and just i just put all the black chips on them and uh i i cashed out And, uh, someone actually escorted me out because there was some dude who was like really like weirding me out. And then, uh, I came back the next day and I was just playing and, uh, I think I was about even, I was playing for an hour and then like security came down and asked me for my ID and was like, you need to give us your ID. I was like, Oh, I'm all right. You know, I'm just going to cash out my chips and I'm going to go. That's I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm really okay. He's like, and he kept trying to like, you know, push me to get my ID to him. And uh, yeah, I just declined, walked to the, uh. Walked to the cage, cashed out, and I was I was walking out. He's, like, probably in his mid-50s. He kind of looks like he might have been a pretty rough teenager kind of a guy. And he's, like, kind of trying to intimidate me and, like, follow me out. And then I start filming, and he's, like, on the video, he's just like, and I would advise you not to come back ever again. Like, like, he's, and he says, like, he said it like it was, like, a threat. So... You know, of course, me being me, I was like, "Oh yeah, why is that?" And he's like, he, "He goes because you you are not allowed to come here anymore." And I was like, "Just say, you know, just just tell me why." He goes, "I don't have to fucking talk shit to you, motherfucker." And I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Why don't you just say it's because I took eighty five hundred from you yesterday?" He goes, "Fuck you! Enjoy your day!"
0: And I, oh no! Oh no! That escalated quickly.
1: Yeah. I told him to go fuck himself and we both had a nice day afterwards. I hope so. (laughs) So that was, that was the last casino that we were backed off of. Or I say we, but my wife and kid were just enjoying the beaches but uh, that, that was the last casino that I had been backed off for trespass. I think I, I was trespassed from all of them in the first three days. And then we, I was forced to have four-day vacation mm-hmm. in the islands. <laughs> oh, beautiful. It liked, and now I'm like, oh, now I can't play in this beautiful place. And I was actually above EV. I'm like, this is it horrible. It takes
2: the, takes the sting away from getting backed off really early on the trip
1: yeah you can at least
2: enjoy the surroundings
1: yeah 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 exactly i was like well now all i have to do is kick back on the beach with my family but yeah that was a that was a surprising back off i was like this is this feels like a very american back off
0: any other uh stories stick out to you from from the last year you drop any keys in the toilet or
1: the keys in the toilet (laughs) oh uh what was it about a month ago i was actually in nevada when they lifted the uh when they list, lifted the face mask, man, and uh, it's so funny. All of a sudden, I'm I'm sitting there, and everyone's like, "We're gonna find out today about the face mask, man." And then, and then, uh, all of a sudden, they're like, "No face mask!" And everyone's just like throwing their oh, face masks no. <laughs> and going crazy, and like, "Yeah, all right, fuck this!" And then, like, the staff is like. The staff was like, uh, should we take ours off?" and, and the pit boss is like, "No, no, no." And then they're like, "Yeah, you can." And everyone's like, "Yeah!" i was just like throwing it off and like, then everyone's looking at me and they're like, "Why is your face mask still on?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I just said, uh, you know, I, am you know, I'm really not into like nudity. I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> naked without it." And and uh, a and a ploppy turns to me. This guy's been drinking the whole time. He's been drunk every day. I've been there. He's there. Just so unpleasant. And he goes, "Is it because you're afraid of facial recognition?" Oh. And I was like, "I just... I looked at him like, shut the fuck up, man!" Like, and then, uh, and then uh, he actually ended up uh, he, one of those guys that just kept calling me like a pussy and doing all this stuff and like wow. getting mad because of one hand, two hands. He ended up getting kicked out. But I just thought it was really funny to be uh, like in the casino when the ban was lifted. And then all of a sudden, everyone's wearing them. And then I'm the only one wearing it. So I
0: remember in the first year, you had a couple, or at least maybe it was one really long break-even street. Like almost 500 hours, right?
1: Yeah. It was 475 and a half hours.
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, As far as the pros that I know... There's only I only know a couple of people like Rymo had had a break-even streak of like 500 hours. I don't know, uh, but anything significant that second year or the last I guess 14, 15 months.
1: Uh n- n- no.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's nice. no.
1: I, I think I, I mean you know every now and then maybe one hit 100 hours, but I mean I yeah. I average 100 hours a month. So yeah, and and you know I remember Nubs uh on on the forum said when i was going through maybe i'd actually finally gotten through the break even when i said it was like 475 and a half hours he said you know well at least you know you'll probably never quit card counting since you made it through this it's true even like a 200 hour streak now i mean it would suck 100 hour like break even streak feels like nothing to me like it just feels like whatever the 475 and a half hour break, even losing streak was absolute torture. Honestly, yeah. it was, it, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through in terms of a grind. I couldn't Im- imagine something like constantly making money and losing money and breaking even for like almost six months over 475 hours. Ugh. it's so bad but no it's 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 been it's been pretty good and pretty big losing sessions have been pretty quickly wiped out by pretty big winning sessions all's been pretty good and uh i'm grateful for that (laughs) because i know how bad it can be sometimes and anyone out there is doing it you just definitely make sure you're playing games that don't have shitty pen uh be mindful of your rounds per hour and always learn new deviations uh uh, my new favorite deviation is, uh, splitting tens against a seven at a true 13. Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. True 13. Dude, that's uh, got it. That like, if anything's going to throw them off, it's splitting tens against a seven. Yeah. Unless, unless they think you're whole carding or something.
1: I did the one you mentioned once, actually, just a few days ago in Vegas Uh, hitting what is, I mean, the really negative ones are like fun to do, but it's not, it doesn't feel like they're doing much because you don't have much money on the table, but I hit the, I hit my seven hard 17 against an ACE at like a true negative four. Yeah. What is it? A true negative four, true negative three, but yeah, Yeah. I didn't get it, but I have done it before. and I pulled a four once that, that backfired and making me look like an idiot. It made me look like I knew something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right on. Well, can we do this again? with year three?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I hope so. What's your plan? Are you going to just keep going or uh, until you feel like you've got enough real estate to, you know, hang up your blackjack cart?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the loose goal, uh, you know, I know you guys already know, but for people listening to the podcast, I'm, I'm going to be closing on my second property. Woo. Money yeah. taken 100% from these shithole casinos. Uh, <laughs> That's but, awesome. uh, yeah. Going right into, uh, and then our home now is going to become an investment property. Uh, the loose goal is to be able to do that. One, hopefully once every year, if, you know, I keep crushing it with blackjack and then, you know, with the coupled with the, uh, investment property money, uh, if not maybe once every two years, but, you know, I guess until that starts becoming something that's taking up a lot of time, maybe with like maintenance or, uh, or just enough kind of more passive income coming in, I'll probably taper down on the hours I do this for. But so far I do foresee myself doing it through this year. And, uh, I think I'm just going to kind of take it year by year at this point, but yeah, that's the, that's the loose goal.
0: Right on. I love the alignment, you know, like you had a goal and you're staying aligned with it.
1: Yeah. Well, Hey, thanks to you and everyone behind BJA for making it super easy to calculate and keep records and you know keep in touch with the community and i don't do it as much anymore but i'll tell you what man it meant like everything for me we were just a bunch of people to comment with encouragement when i was going through that 475 and a half hour <laughs> losing break-even <laughs> session it really was like it really it felt it felt it, the support really made a, a big difference just to even know that people were like reading it and being like Oh, that sucks. Or people being like, hey, I'll come test you out. You know, all that stuff really made a big difference. And so, uh, you know, I'm grateful for what you guys have put together. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of argument too. people saying, oh, BJA is just cranking out all the card counters. There's so many card counters out here going to ruin it. But honestly, I haven't I get a lot of hours in all over the country and it's not ruining it. And did those people have that outlook when they first started card counting? Like, give me a fucking break. Like, you know, you guys allowed me to do this and there's only so many people that are going to take it to a level, I think like that. You know what I mean? So I think you guys are doing good work and you're helping people and I don't think you're hurting it uh, for for the record.
0: Thank you. Well, yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, I think we might do a podcast on some of those ideas, but it's definitely not my goal to hurt hurt card counting. Uh, and sure. and I, I care a lot about that. Thanks for uh, being the kind of AP that people could say, oh yeah, it, it does. It does still work.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I went through hell to get to heaven, man. I'll probably go back through <laughs> hell again at some point. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just kind of yeah. how it works, man. Anyone can do it. It's not easy, though.
2: No, it's
0: not. Uh, Joseph, for it, you have anything you want to add here?
2: Um, no, just to touch on... Yeah, just real quick touching on your point you just said was it's it's not like every single year the card counters, the number, like, doubles and doubles and doubles. Like, it, we go in and out of this thing. You know, sometimes... You know, we don't play for a year or two, or something. You know, like it's it's not that it's not like these card counters are they're in and they're going to stay, and then more and more are added oh, on yeah. top of the ones who are staying forever. Like, so right, yeah, I mean, right, it's, it's yeah, a, right, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, that's a good point too. That's valid. But
2: yeah, I'm just glad that your EV and your AV are catching up, or they're there already, and glad you yeah. pulled out of that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just say, like, we, yeah, we care. And, and it, uh, it was a fun podcast to do last time, but there was also this, like, damn, you know, half of EV, that sucks. And then to hear you grinding and con- continuing to play a good game. And, you know, yeah, who knows what the next, uh, 475 and a half hours will be, be like. But, uh, it's, it's awesome to hear you working towards the long run and and all the math, you know, working out. So
1: yeah, sure. Uh, Last thing I want to say, you saying that working out on all the math. So I don't, I don't know if, if I've mentioned this before, but I had potentially could have slipped into like degenerate gambling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The first year I played blackjack, I was not an advantage player. And degenerate gambling is in my family. My father, uh, it passed away six years ago, but he, was one of the worst degenerate gamblers that Mm -hmm. a lot of people had seen. But in retrospect and thinking all about it, and my wife has brought this up too before, that learning how to count cards and become an advantage player completely probably saved me from becoming a degenerate gambler. Because I used to think of the gambler's fallacy, maybe I'll get lucky, maybe I'll do this. Now for me, it's purely math-based decisions, and I know there's no luck. It's completely this or that. And my friend who was just with me in in Vegas this time and actually saw me doing it for the first time was like, you're never tempted to like go just mm. like gamble on like a slot machine. And I said, no, man, there's I don't have an edge with that. You know what I mean? But like with card counting, it makes me completely just get in the mindset of what's the edge? What's the what's the angle? What's the math? What's the N.O.? What's the system to beat this game? And there is no itch in my mind ever to to just wager money or gamble so i just wanted to share that too because i've never heard anyone quite say it like that but honestly ap life has, has completely saved me from ever becoming a degenerate gambler it's pretty cool that's awesome yeah
0: and and keeping keeping aligned with the bigger picture goals you know yeah protects totally. you from becoming addicted to ev or whatever you know like it's yeah, all going yeah. towards towards
1: uh a passive income uh, uh status yeah
0: something yeah. serving serving the family
1: so exactly yeah i, I love it all for the fam man well hey guys uh-huh. thank you for having me great talk with you thanks always. for coming on
0: yeah. yeah and uh you guys can catch burning down the house in the bj members forum and we will catch you guys next time